seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and Havlicek steals it. from the parking lot, and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung line drive left field, one run is in, here comes Green, here's the throw to the plate, he is safe, Braves win, Braves win, Braves win, Braves win. Five seconds left in the game, do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts. Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. <laughs> That's not Adam popping the top tonight. That was for our homie Adam, who's in Indianapolis, Hopefully he doesn't get NBA'd tonight. They went to go see Ty Ty. Wait a minute. If he's in Indianapolis, he's right there close on the way back to some Southeast regional wrestling. He wrestling. might he actually might stop and visit with Tony the Muscle. Yeah. He might. He might. So I mean, you know, I haven't heard from those guys in a while. Maybe we can get them on the show sometime soon. <laughs> Phantom. Tsunami. Thousand dollar match. Splat. You know, we still never found out who it was that attacked Tony's muscle. We need to dig deeper into that. Wildfire? Wildfire. <laughs> what was it? Wildfire uh, Richard Thomas or something like that. Wow. Caught <laughs> <laughs> me off guard with that one. I thought he just said wildfire. Wildfire Richard Thomas coming at you. <laughs> Isn't that what it was? I think so. I think it's, it was Tommy Rich, right? So we I like mean, did it. No, we didn't do anything. Yeah. They did, obviously. Yeah. It's yeah. their promotion, <laughs> right. not ours. We just picked it up and we were we were the mouthpiece of <laughs> Southern Indiana Regional Wrestling. Thanks, Mo. You know, sometimes I lay in I lay in bed awake at night. Wonder what Mo's doing. <laughs> still <laughs> serving still serving food at Choney's. It's Neil's. Sometimes I lay in bed and think at night, what's Mo do? You think, you what's think Mo she, thinking? You think she's still making love with the Bushwhackers? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, totally, she totally knew the Bushwhackers. <laughs> yeah. 
in a biblical sense. <laughs> right. And and caught herself before she went too far. Yeah, right? yeah. She she almost did. <laughs> I still wonder if she has uh Phantom and Tony the Muscles oh, autographs hang, hanging on her fridge. No doubt. It's framed. You think it's framed? I mean, I would have loved to see the reaction on her grandchildren's face when she gave that to them and they go, Grandma, heard of these people? She's like, no, listen, Tony the Muscle is uh, the world champion. And he's he's at a pay-per-view tonight. He's, I met them. I, I, I served them at Shoney's. And then Sean and I are coming back from uh, WrestleCade and we stop on the way back to eat breakfast and we pull into Shoney's. And I tell Sean, I'm like, I don't think I've ever hated Shoney's. <laughs> and he said, you're kidding. And I was like, no, I can't think of the time I've ever hated Shoney's. <laughs> He's 100% I true. I hear this. <laughs> I said, no, I, I, I'm 100% sure I've never hated the Shoney's. <laughs> and then he tells me, and I was like, oh, I thought He's, that was Golden Corral. <laughs> he said that was a Shoney's. <laughs> I mean... Buffet, breakfast buffet. I, I get where you where your mind was going. Legitimately, but, but there is nothing about that Shoney's that we stopped at that looks remotely like no, especially the buff, especially the buffet. Right. Did, no, no, but I one hundred percent. I like no lie. Sean can tell you. I one hundred percent thought I'd never ate at a Shoney's. He was a hundred percent serious. He looked at me dead in the eyes. He goes. I've never really ate it. Show me before. Is it any good? I'm like, huh? Are you? What? He said, he said, you can't be serious right now. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't think I've ever ate it. Show us. Oh my gosh. So speaking of food, we, I, I had to go get Lee's right before we were recording. So that's why I was a little bit late, but they've made a change to their biscuits. Wes, have you noticed that? No, they're buttering their biscuits now. Well, butter my biscuits Have you not and call me that? Brenda. It's across the board, too, because the one in Lexington's doing it, too. So much better. A buttered biscuit. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. You put butter on a biscuit and it makes it better. I'm, apparently, it's a Southern thing. Huh. Or so, biscuits are a Southern thing. Yeah, because you go North, they get cornbread. If, if any bread at all. I don't Did know. Did you say North and get your cornbread? I made that up. I was going to say, you can go South and get your cornbread. No doubt about that. My dad used to travel and deliver the like the arrow signs that as old school, you know, they'd set out and you had the writing and stuff on those. And he was in Maine one time and he ordered biscuits and gravy. He said that the biscuits were like rocks. He said, literally, I could have picked it up and threw it through the window. It was They were so hard. So they were so hard. <laughs> well, right, so stop move. making love to the microphone, my God, man! So he's got a family. Got to make sound moving on. We've been playing with the soundboard for the last several weeks. Eventually, we'll get it to where it sounds good, and then we'll forget <laughs> and adjust again. So, so we have several topics we can talk about. Right. I mean, I, I think that as we were walking in, Wes sent a screenshot out. Patrick Ewing has just been removed as head men's basketball coach at Georgetown University. We have a really good track record of getting people fired on this show on the day we record. I mean, you know, day or day after. <laughs> right. 
I mean, it's guaranteed. Listen, we're recording on a Thursday this week. You said it's Tuesday. It's Thursday this week. Oh. Guaranteed something is going to happen tonight that we won't be able to talk about till next week. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Not only did uh, Ewing get fired, but yesterday Bayheim lost his final game and then retired. <laughs> yeah, Bang that was in the oddest way. That, no, listen, that, that wasn't odd. It was odd what he said. That dude was voluntold to retire. I, I mean, it was he, like, you go on and get the heck out. He well, needed to retire five years ago. He's uh, been very vocal about the NIL yep. stuff. Not a fan of it. Hates it. Uh, and, you know, it, the older generation of these coaches, that's why you're seeing them move on. Yep. I don't think Cal will be long, long, long behind. Well, so this morning on Dusty and Danny, they talked about how this is kind of the end of the era. Tom Izzo will be the end of the era. That you're not going to have coaches stick around that long. There's three coaches that in our lifetime, or just I say in our lifetime, that just recently re- retired. Kay, Beheim, and then Izzo, who's not far from retirement, that have all been at the same school 40 plus years. That will never happen again. How long has Mark Few been at Gonzaga? 20 ish. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Probably 23. I mean, he, he probably came around 2000. He would be the one that would be able to pull it off. But I don't, I don't think know he that he's got another 20 years in it. No. I, I think the way college basketball is now, you don't have coaches who are going to hang around for 20, 30 years. Right. It's such a grind. You know, before it was a grind, but not like, the, you know, you didn't have all the grossness that comes, that comes along with everything. And there used to be a thing called loyalty and the university was loyal to you, just like you were loyal to the university. Right. There is no loyalty anymore. No. I mean, what have you done for me? Like- right. So the, the example Dusty and Danny gave, and they said, you know, in this new era, you could be a perennial, perennial tournament team, and you go two or three years and miss the tournament, and you're in the unemployment line. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter that you maybe have had went to 20 straight NCAA tournaments. You didn't go in three years, so sorry. Yeah. And, I mean, it's all about winning, and it's all about money. Well, and, you know, in Syracuse's case, they replaced him with one of his guys. Which I think is stupid. It's Like, he has his stamp of approval on that. You know he does. Yeah. And maybe that's the only way they got him out was, well, I'll leave, but you got to make this guy. But this dude's setting duck. Yeah. Right? He's not going to have a lot of time. Here's the problem, though. I've never even heard of the dude. In college basketball, Syracuse is a pretty big job. Yeah, you could you figure that if you did a coaching search, you could land a big name. Yeah, well, Chris Beard's out there. Chris Beard's out there. But I mean, I know he's talking to Ole Miss, and looks like that might be where he's going. But right, and I mean, if you're Ole Miss, that's a home run hire. Well, yeah, if you can go get Chris Beard. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time have they ever had a really good coach? Probably not. Did the did the guy that's at UCLA was he there? Mick Cronin, no, he was at. Uh, I want to say maybe he went from Mississippi to Cincinnati. I want to say he did it. He did a stint at at Mississippi. I feel like I remember Mick him. Cronin? Mick yeah. Cronin. He went from Cincinnati directly to UCLA. I, I I think I think Sean's right. I I, I think I remember Mick Cronin being at Mississippi. I can't 
Andy, Andy Kennedy was at Mississippi. Andy Kennedy, that's what I was. I knew it was a bald-headed white dude. Right. So. Yeah. Gosh dang it. You are right. But they, I, yeah. I, I think they look kind of similar. They did. Yeah, that's what made me think it was him. So just because we talked about it, Mick Cronin was an assistant at Cincinnati, an assistant at Louisville, Murray State's head coach, Cincinnati's head coach, UCLA's head coach. I do not remember him being the coach at Murray State. 03 to 06. Oh, that was a lifetime ago. I was having kids during that time frame. So, uh, but yeah, talk about talk about Mississippi. If uh, that's the weirdest way I could have <laughs> ever said this. <laughs> that's the weirdest way I could have ever you said it. Almost that. spelled it. Mississippi. Sound it out, children. I crooked letter, crooked letter. I crooked letter, crooked letter. I hump back, hump back. I Mississippi. Kermit Davis has basically sucked since he's been there. Where's he at? He was at Mississippi. Was at Mississippi. They, they let him go before the tournament. Yeah. Uh, so it, it does look like that Mississippi's going to hire Chris Beard, even though we're going to talk about a team here in a little bit that I think if they could interject and say, baby, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. <laughs> uh, that, that they ought to do that. Uh, but the deal may be done before they can do that. Uh, but when we talk about Georgetown, an interesting name is Rick Pitino. Rick yeah. Pitino. I mean, I think that would be a slam dunk hire he, for Georgetown. He's been coach of the year two years in a row at Iona. And, you know, he he likes it at Iona. And he, he, he likes Iona. But what he likes more than Iona is he likes that area of the country. Yeah. Which Georgetown fits right in that area. Yeah. St. John's is also looking St. for St. John's coach. is looking for him. I, he's going to end up in the Big East. Um I think he'll end up at either St. John's or Villanova. Isn't that kind of I mean, Villanova? Shoot, uh, Georgetown. Isn't that kind of funny? His his career could do a complete one uh, three sixty because he started out at Providence Probably. in the Big East, and then wound up going to Kentucky. No, started at Boston, but Providence was his first Final Four. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, he's been coaching for a long time. And listen, say what you want to about the guy. He's been pretty dang successful everywhere he's been. Everywhere. Yeah. I don't yeah. has there been another coach as many places as he's been that has been as successful as him? I wouldn't think so. I mean, is he pretty dark look, we all we all think that Kay was probably the best coach ever. I mean, there'd be a lot of people that are gonna say that uh Rupp is is either right there with him or, or wouldn't because of the amount of Championships that he won, but I mean, K, you know, has the most wins of anybody, right? Ever. He's got four titles, five, five titles. I mean, he's very arguably the best coach in the world ever. I don't think Rick Pitino's far off from that. I think Rick Pitino's within the top five ever, maybe top ten. Five I, might be low. He's up there. That's I mean. Because I wouldn't say that Rick Pitino's better than Bobby Knight. If if Rick Pitino doesn't leave Kentucky for Boston, is he still at UK? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he would still be at Kentucky. I think he that that draw to back to go back to the NBA was going to be too strong. I yeah. mean, he he would have eventually left. Yeah, it, if he had have stayed, 
We'll probably win a few more national national titles. You would think so. I mean, heck, he won one with Louisville, even though it was stripped. But they still won it. Yeah, and as we talked, they were still the best team in the country. Yeah, and if you had that team now, none of that's illegal. So, so that counts. I mean, the strippers probably are illegal. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, <laughs> the, all the recruiting stuff. Well, here's the thing, and I will die on this hill in a conversation with anybody. I honestly think Rick Patino was the fall guy. He didn't know that a lot of that stuff was going on. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I'm here to tell you, I don't care how shady your coach is. If he knew that you were having stripper sex parties in the dorms, not going to be very excited about that. That's <laughs> that's kind of a no for me, Clark. Right. So right. We're, we yeah. ought not do that. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if Georgetown, I, out of the two, I would think Georgetown's probably a bigger job than St. John's. Wes, what do you think? I would agree with that completely. Do you think? Do you think that's John? I think it used to be. I, I don't know that either one of them are big jobs now. I mean, St. John's has not been relevant since Chris Mullen, Lou um, Alcindor. Lou, no. <laughs> uh, who was their coach? Crap. Lou um, had the slick back hair. Steve. Uh, no, that was Steve Lavin, and he, yeah. and he he was okay there. He was okay, but Lou Karnasek, Karnasek uh, was a, was there. When nineteen eighties, yeah, <laughs> I, they've not been relevant. Didn't, Georgetown, on the other hand, has got some history behind them. Didn't Chris Mullen coach St. John for? Yes, for, for yes, him? he did. No, right, he wasn't very good at it. No. Georgetown's got so Look, much. Just because history. you played basketball does not make you a good coach. Ask Michael Jordan. Yeah, and uh, right, uh, Steve Nash and Patrick Ewing, and yeah, yeah, but. I would tend to agree with Wes. I would think Georgetown is probably a bigger job. But like you said, I also agree with you. I don't think either one of them are a big job right now. As long as it's in that area, that's what he's taking. I will say, if he took one of those two jobs, whichever job he takes, they're back in the tournament in two years. Or or less with the transfer portal. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been very successful at Iona. Because here's what he can do. He can recruit, and he can motivate the heck out of his guys. He gets the absolute maximum effort out of every one of his players. Yeah. Speaking of the transfer portal, to roll into uh, another topic real quick, Fairleigh Dickinson makes the tournament by losing in their conference championship game to Merrimack. Merrimack, uh, that has just come into that uh, conference. Because you have to do this probationary period when you when you turn Division One, which is bogus. Which is bogus. Bellarmine, right. Bellarmine finally is eligible this year after the last two years back to back being the hmm, Atlantic Sun, maybe maybe a Sun uh, yeah. uh, uh, conference champion in their tournament, and then can't go to the NCAA tournament the second year, which was last year. They they petitioned and appealed to get into the tournament, the NCAA. NCAA still told them no, which is ridiculous. They're going to have to change the rule, especially because of the transfer portal. When that opened up, that means that anybody that goes into Division One after one year can be 
can be as good as Bellarmine was for the last two years. Well, and didn't the same thing happen to Northern when they transferred to Division One? Didn't I they win their conference right. tournament too? Northern Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, there's four examples right there in just the last 10 years. But, you know, like, if you're at a lower, uh, if you are at a lower division and you can come in and win immediately, right? you're supposed to be bad, right? right? So, the fact that these teams are coming in and competing, they should be rewarded for that. If Georgetown I mean, College. And uh, Patino spoke out about it last and, year. And he's, he's like, this is wrong. What? He spoke out about it again this year. Yeah. Like, this is this is wrong. But if Georgetown College, from just right up the road, joins the Conference USA, okay, nobody's going to make that big a jump, right? Right. But let's say they join the Conference USA, and they're good enough next year to win the conference tournament. Wes, are your bifocals not working? Guys, real quick, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Wes is looking at his phone. He put it up where it was underneath the bill of his hat to see what he was doing. Listen, I'm getting old, okay? That's just all. (laughs) No, listen, our listeners know you're getting old. And I do not want to go bifocal. So, you know, if I've got to pull my glasses up to see something. So then to see better. Because it's that little, then so be it. That's what she said. Uh, But to see better, (laughs) he had to take his glasses off. Which is the the purpose of glasses is to see better. Let me tell you, I have bifocals, and you don't even know that you have them. They're no lie. Yeah. You definitely need the bifocals. No, that's a they're, they're a life changer. Anyway, getting back to the point on Georgetown <laughs> College before Old Man West popped up. If, they're good, if they join Conference USA next year, and they're good enough to go into the conference tournament, and win the conference tournament as a first-year D D one school, they deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. Right? Yeah, uh, uh, it's ridiculous. I I understood before the transfer portal and stuff like that. I understood because it really never happened. People would make the jump. Universities would make the jump to Division one, and they would they would struggle. It would take them about two or three years to be able to recruit. And get their guys in there. And after about three years, they're like, okay, look, they've got back to 500. They're five games over 500. They can make some tournament and uh, make some noise in the tournament. Not now. It, it, it's just, it just, you can make yourself better at a snap of finger. You know, talking about conference tournaments, I'm going to rant for a second. Do you know what makes me so mad? You know what grinds my gears? When the guys stand up and Point their finger for when they make first down. Man, that really ticks me off. But more so than guys pointing that they get the first down, I despise, and we're going to do a live show on Sunday after after the selection show. I despise that you have teams like Merrimack and Fairleigh Dickinson and Iona that win their conference tournaments and they have to play in the play-in game. Yep. If you win your conference tournament, you shouldn't have to play in a game to get in the NCAA tournament. No, <clears throat> and that the term last four in should mean something. Yes. If you I mean, you get what they set call an automatic bid. Right. If you win your conference tournament. And you have to play an extra game. But I have to play an extra game 
in Dayton, Ohio. They don't even, like, listen, you can say there's 68 teams in the NCAA tournament all you want to. It's the 64-team bracket. Nobody cares about the, the four playing games. Right. But you don't even get to pick those teams when you're filling out a bracket. Right. It just has Iona slash Fairleigh Dickinson. Right. Right. And no, and, and they're, they're the 16, and they're going to go up against Kansas, and Kansas is going to beat them by 47 points. There's a reason why they have a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 seed. Yes. It's for those, t- it's for those teams. Right. You know, they're in the lower conferences. Use those and then use the 11 seed and. It's 11, the 11, seed? 11 and 16. They do two the 16 seeds. They do two, they do two 16 play in games and two 11. So do games. all 11. All <coughs> those, uh, at large guys. Right. And it should be your Jesus. last, should be your last eight teams in or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're looking at, I don't know if North Carolina won again today or not, but they beat the crap out of Boston College yesterday. But they 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 literally probably have to win the ACC tournament to get in to the tournament, and they were in the championship game last year and only lost one player. Right. Apparently, that dude was the glue to the to the whole thing. Well, here talk, talk about coaches. Hubert Davis doesn't figure it out. He's going to be out of a job, and they're going to make a call down to Nashville, Tennessee. And pluck old Jerry Stackhouse from Vanderbilt. That's what I do. Mm, is that better? Yes. I mean, Stackhouse well, I mean, has got Vandy playing better in the last ten games. They're five hundred this season, right? Who's Vandy? Is that better? <laughs> uh, they won three games a couple of years ago. I mean, that program was in the dirt. The one thing I will, I mean, of course, Hubert Davis knows just as well as Jerry Stackhouse, I mean, you know, what North Carolina is all about. So, I don't know. I don't know that that's any better. I, I think that North Carolina needs to go outside of the realm and get somebody. Here's what I think is better. One, when you're a coach, you're not recruiting players anymore. You're recruiting their mamas and daddies. True. <laughs> and their bank accounts. Mamas and daddies know who Jerry Stackhouse is. This is true. And I'm going to guess – that listening to Hubert Davis, I know he gets emotional and he kind of he kind of gripped everybody's heartstrings last year and everybody fell for the guy. I think he's probably boring. It, nothing about Hubert Davis looks to get me fired up. Well, I mean, he was on Roy's staff. Golly gee, I mean, come on, guys, let, let let's get out there and give it the old try. <laughs> come on, guys. You know, he he would look at you know he'd look at Doug Shouse and. Doug, you know now you know Doug that that, that ain't a very good call. <laughs> Doug, 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 not, Doug, you're not being real fair right now. You just give him the stare. Oh, Roy, he was he was something else. So, but <clears throat> I'm interested to see the Chris Beard situation. I'm interested to see what Georgetown does. Like, I think Rick Pitino is going to get a Power Five job this year. Is Texas kicking themselves now? So me and Wes had this conversation. I can kind of see why Texas did what they did. I can. I can kind of see why people suggest Wes is one of them that they should have just suspended him pending investigation. Right. They had reason to fire him with what they thought, what they felt was cause. Right. So they didn't have to pay me anything. Right. But with that being said, it's not like they hired a good guy. 
like the guy that they that, that was the interim that they taken the interim tag off of. He's pretty good. Texas is one of the favorites. Yeah, I mean he's good at coaching. Now we got to see if he's good at recruiting. Right. So I don't know. I I personally think they overreacted. I think the suspension pending, you know, would have been the best way to go. Speaking of suspensions, um, John Meridiot, I believe is what you call him, right? <clears throat> That's how I refer to him, yes. Yeah. Um, on an Instagram Live, decides he's going to pull out his pistol or whatever and show it to everybody on Instagram Live. He's already missed two games. He's going to miss at least four more. Legally, he's not in trouble. But you got to feel like that the NBA is going to make an example of him. Well, and I don't think just the NBA. I think places – and, you know, that TikTok that was sent about, you know, that Shaq was talking about it, you got endorsements from places like Nike where they you just put out your very first shoe. Yeah. Like you're messing – like Nike doesn't play around with things like that. I mean, how quick did Nike drop Tiger Woods? Right. It's going to be interesting to see because I was listening to the Dan Patrick show today. He's and fantastic. They had, and they had Gilbert Arenas on. Gilbert Arenas was suspended for 50 games for this exact reason. But he right. had it in the locker room. He, Well, he admitted to them that it was his. And as soon as they did, as he said that, they suspended him for 50 games. And then he was like, oh, wait a minute, it was somebody else's. Well, and he was like, uh, you know, because, you know. Well, and like, like I said, I, I, I understand, but it was also in the locker room. But. That's kind of where I'm going. I understand it was on Instagram Live. You have to think the NBA is going to do everything possible to say, you got that in the locker room? You know, and, and ask around. Because if they find that out, that's where they're going to be able to make the And I agree. The but when you got you got guys like Shaq, you got guys like Shannon Sharp, Emmanuel Acho, all these guys that are coming out that are like, listen, you're trying to act like you're a gangster. You were you were raised by in a two parent household in a in a nice neighborhood. Like you're not a gangster. Well, and I told you uh, was it yesterday that it's like you know his dad is like son. I'm gonna whip your tail as soon as I get to you, right? Because he, you know they've done stories on him. His parents. Very strict and raised him the right way. I know his dad is mad. I, if that was my dad, I, well, and you know, here's the thing: John Morant is poised to be the next guy the next in the guy. NBA. Yep. In, in the NBA, like what's the NBA? Well, I was I was going to say in the eyes of the NBA and international basketball, international <laughs> international association of international eyes, uh, but. He was viewed as maybe the the guy that was going to be the guy. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you do things like this, and I mean, what was it? The story before that, he like beat up a teenager in a pickup game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And well, so, and Shaq in that in that TikTok said, "You need to get rid of your friends because your friends ain't your friends." Right. If they're doing that, well, you look at Shaq, you look at LeBron James. You look, what have they done? They surrounded themselves with their guys. Yeah, because they knew their guys. Had their best interest. Yeah, they didn't surround himself with all these people that were, you know, oh yeah, John, you're the greatest, you're the best. I mean, Shaq said in that TikTok, no, 
I love these guys. I'll do anything for them. We fight and argue like cats and dogs. Surround yourself with family. Family. Yeah. Sometimes that can be bad. Sometimes. You're right. More oftentimes than not, it's 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 okay though. Right. But Ja's gonna have to get his self in line. He's gonna somebody's gonna have to get him in check before either A, he loses everything, or B, he gets himself or his family hurt. How many times have we said money drives everything? Money drives everything. And money has driven it also drives people to do stupid things when you have that much money. Well, and you figure the I mean the Memphis Grizzlies have made a considerable contribution to Ja Meridian. Yeah. Oh yeah. At some point, if I'm the owner, I said, Oh, Ja down and say, Listen, homeboy, here's how we're playing this moving forward. Yeah. Well, and it's like, what in the world are you thinking? I mean, just trying to be Funny, I guess. He's lucky he didn't go to jail. Well, here's the thing: when you're in places, and he was in, he was in a gentleman's club. If I if I if I understand correctly, which isn't illegal, he's he's of age. But when you're in when you're in establishments like that, there aren't always up and up people in there. And one of these days, if you behave that way, you're going to run across somebody who also isn't afraid to show their gun. Yeah, and they're also not afraid to use their gun. Or you know, or get in. Get in a situation like Alvin Kamara in a in a bar type situation, guy, you know, makes you mad. What I mean, you pull a gun and shoot him, or you or get into another fight or something like that. Like, like I know so many of these kids that wind up in professional sports. That was their only hope. That was their way to get out. Right. Right. And a lot of them were not raised good. Right. They weren't raised like John Morant. Who no, was a, lot of, a lot of uh, them come from single parent mm-hmm. households that their mom had to work two and three jobs right. just to keep the lights on and did do everything she can. And they and they, they skip past school. They do whatever they can to get to that first paycheck in the pros to take care of their mom and their dad or their grandmother right. or whatever it is. Right. But there are so many of the NBA past players, Shaq, Charles Barkley, are two of the best that try to mentor these new guys coming into the league. Just listen to these guys. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a Meridian. Right? Meridian. I'm telling you, the dude is on, like, we should trademark that right now. <laughs> Don't be a Meridian. Right. Absolutely. Corner to corner says, Don't be a Meridian. <laughs> Don't be like this guy. But no, don't be like Job. Don't like be a Meridian. The bear. <laughs> I told you not to be a Meridian. <laughs> Only you can stop being a Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, he gets it straightened out because that's two incidents in the last couple of months, and we're in the middle of the season. You're not supposed to be having any incidents in the oh, middle of the I mean, season. They got 17 games left, and yeah. not only the middle, a team that. Could make a legit push at the NBA championship. Yep. Well, they had the second best record in the West until he started setting games out. Now the Kings have jumped above them, and they could continue to fall. Think about what you just said. Right, the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> is Vladi playing? Do they got Payton back? Is, is White Chocolate and Weber yeah. come back? Is Mike Bibby going to the point? That team is playing together. Guess what? They got two teammates on that team too. From the U of 
I can't say UK. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. People you say, I was getting ready to say it. And I went, wait a minute. I almost said my biggest pet peeve when people say UK. It's not an A. It's not an of. It's just UK. Yeah. I mean, it, it is technically University of Kentucky. Yeah, so I, it is U of K. Yeah, that's, that's so stupid. Don't be a meridian. <laughs> Freaking meridian. <laughs> I'm, we're on something. It, it's locked in right now. It's it's locked it's right in. at look. You got Goosey's Meridian. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for Adam to come back and be like, he say so. Don't be a Meridian, Adam. <laughs> Stop being a Meridian. Instead of instead of turning yeah. to break the uh, Zagnet bars, now it'd be like you're a Meridian. <laughs> what are you What are you thinking? I can't wait till his boys hear that one. The <laughs> stupid is a bad word. And oh. I was on the phone with him the other day. Oh, yeah. And he said, that's stupid. That, you can hear him in the background. Going, oh! And he's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max and Zay will love the word Meridian. Meridian. <laughs> Max and Zay, say it with me. Meridian. <laughs> Meridian. Your daddy is a Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of oh, anyways, speaking of more idiots, nice. let's just jump right into it. Do we want to talk about Dana White, the Meridian, or Texas Tech, the Meridians? So I think first we talk about John Jones. Okay. And I know this is way out of your wheelhouse. Yeah. But John Jones, for those of you that... I know who he but, is. But we had the octagon... On the intro. Right. I mean, the, let's talk about the octagon. The young professor says the octagon in our intro. John Jones is the greatest UFC fighter of all time. The only thing that could beat John Jones is a drug test. <laughs> okay. He has not fought for three years, moved up weight classes, and won the heavyweight title in 30 seconds. Think that. that let that sink in. And, and not, not only that, but he had to gain, what, 30 he, pounds? He had, to, that? I mean, he had to gain considerable weight. Yeah. Major transformation. Has not fought competitively for three years. Three years. Stepped back in and submitted a guy in 30 seconds. I saw the highlights on ESPN. It was one. That's it. it the match yeah. started and it's over. And it's, it's like, he's like, I knew all I had to do was get him to the floor. And I mean, the minute he came to the it was over, you know. Well, so John Jones is. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've got it. You've got a track record doing that here lately. I know, falling. <laughs> Help! I'm a meridian. I've fallen. I can't get up. Um, John Jones stepped back into the octagon, won the world title, immediately called out his next opponent, but he teased. A fight with Brock Lesnar, which he's been teasing for years. He has. Oh, said, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he has said he he wants Brock Lesnar. Brock is too old. Brock, but you know where Brock's not too old in the WWE ring, and that's big money. I'm if you think John Jones can't get ready for and be a a really good pro wrestler, you're out of your mind. Well, that could be a. That would be a good WrestleMania next year. <laughs> My goodness, that you talk about some cash Ola for just for just three months worth of work, right? But again, we're not in the wrestling minute. I'm oh, sorry. 
So, John Jones comes back, wins the world title. Then, after after he after his match, Dana White, you know, if you don't watch UFC, Dana White comes and puts the belt around the winner. Dana White owns the UFC. Actually, I don't think he owns it anymore. I think he's just like the president. Right. He sold it out, and now he's like the one that runs it. Right. So then what's the first thing John Jones does? Thanks God. Thanks his Lord and Savior. So part of the reason he did that, I also found out he also thanked God in the pre-fight press, press conference. Yeah. At the at the weigh-ins. Yeah. Well, we found I think out he did it on purpose. One hundred percent. That's what I'm getting ready to say. He did it on purpose because there was a fighter in January that was a Christian, and Dana White had basically warned not to thank God after his fight. Of course, you know that's part of being a Christian is that you know you can't hide your faith, right? You you, right. Need, you need to be you need to be outspoken and verbal about it. And after his fight, as you see a lot of athletes do. First and foremost, I want to thank Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Yeah. Dana White then says in a in an interview after that fight, nobody wants to hear you talk about Jesus. There's no place in sports for Jesus. There's no place in sports. You just want a big fight. They want to hear about that. They don't listen. I'm not telling you not to be religious, but nobody wants to hear you talk about Jesus. We're paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. Right. That's almost exactly what he said. He said, especially, he said. No one wants to hear you talk about Jesus. If you want to do it outside the ring and on your personal time, so be it. Right. But not, not, no one wants to hear it right after a fight. Talk about your fight is what he said. Well, what's it matter? The difference is that a lot of their paying customers are Christians. Yes. And Christians love it when they see an athlete that has the, the gumption and the, and the cojones to balls. <laughs> just saying <laughs> yeah, balls. Like balls. Yeah. To say, their faith, right? That, that you know that they're thankful to that. Now, a lot of times, I, I'll be honest with you, I do think it's said a lot that it's not sincere, and I, I maybe that's just me. I just feel like there are times that it seems forced that I need to do this, and a lot of times it's not genuine, right? But John Jones was genuine. Well, John <laughs> Jones also has Philippians four thirteen tattooed real huge on his yeah. chest, but. John Jones, who we, we, we talked about it, said we, I think it was done on purpose because Dana White can't say anything about John Jones. Right. Oh, He's yeah. the biggest star in your business. You're not going to tell John Jones he don't need to say that. If I'm not mistaken, that, that he, they grossed the most money off that pay-per-view ever. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not going to say – Dana White is not going to say anything to John Jones because of that. I, I just thought but it, it was, was hilarious ridiculous. during that press conference. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that they turned. It was, okay, we're going to turn it over to John Jones. And he goes, first thing he said. First thing. First thing I'd like to say is I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then he just turns and looks at Dana White like, "Say something." Yeah, right. say something. Because I right. will choke you out right here in front of God and everybody. Yeah, it, I mean, but like I told you and, the other day on the phone, and he's probably like, he's probably put himself in the situation Dana White. That they're all going to start doing it now, especially if right. they're of, oh, of yeah. faith. Well, and here, here's the thing. I know. Like I said, John Jones could pass, could beat anybody but a drug test. I'm not sure where his faith has been forever, but it does seem to be that this that he's had a transformation at some point. Uh, and as you just, I hope that what he's saying is is sincere. I, I, I don't mind it being a jab, Dana White. Yeah. 
but I do hope that it's that it's more than just a jab, and I do hope there is some sincerity there. Right. No, I agree. I agree. But then only, Texas Tech. Only two days later, after that news comes out, Texas Tech suspends and now has basically forced out their head coach because he used a Bible verse as reference to one of his players in 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 a work ethic type thing. Like because basically he, telling him his work ethic was horrible. The kid was uncoachable. He yeah. he he was in a he was in a slump and he wasn't listening. He had become uncoachable. Yeah. And so he made a Bible reference and the kid that didn't even say that he was offended by the Bible reference, he was offended by the fact that the coach was saying that he was uncoachable. Right. Well, you're not listening to me, hardhead. <laughs> you're uncoachable. Wonder you know, why he's uncoachable. That's actually the definition of yeah. uncoachable. You know what he is? A uh, Meridian. Yeah. It's like, in order for you to be coachable, you have to listen. To the words that are coming out of my mouth. Because I'm the coach. Do you understand the words that come out of my mouth? <laughs> Nobody understands the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Chan and Chris Rock. That was great. Chris Tucker. Chris, uh, Chris, Tucker. Chris Tucker. Sorry. Yeah. I always get them confused. Chris Tucker had two movies, and it was Rush Hour 1, Rush Hour 2. <laughs> and he had three, too. No, he had Friday. Was he in Friday? Oh, yeah. He yeah. Was like, dude. Oh yeah, you just yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. So, so, so Texas Tech suspends, then ultimately terminates their head coach. Yeah. And we saw a TikTok the other day that uh, that they came out and said if he quoted the Quran, yeah, he would probably he would have probably got a thirty for thirty, and they talked about how brave he was. Yeah. So. The reason this topic is brought up is now in sports, are we going to, I mean, are we persecuting Christians? It certainly looks like it. Well, here's what I know. As you said, Christians make up a good portion of the population in the United States. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I would, I would venture it's probably north of 80%. So what happens when these Christians are like, oh, all right then. Texas Tech, I'm a booster. You're not getting any more of my money. That was one of the first thoughts I thought of. Is like, hmm, wonder how many boosters in the deep south of Texas right. are Christians. Right. I can't imagine how many Christians there are in the state of Texas. Right. I mean, they walk around carrying Bibles and guns. I mean, right. There's a lot of Christians in Texas. Dollar generals and churches on every corner. You, but you're right. How many boosters are going to be like? You're going to what? We did what? Honey, put the checkbook up. We're not writing Texas Tech any more checks. Right. I ain't. <laughs> look, boards down. I ain't giving it to Texas, but I ain't giving it to Texas Tech either. I don't know. They might just go, all right, we got to make the switch. No, I think they might just go to Texas, Texas Christian. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. TCU. They might just become fans of the whole they, Maybe they're Methodist. Hey, they go sunny. to Southern Methodist University. Right. As opposed to UFC, you know, fans that are Christian in UFC, now they're going to buy the product in spite of Dana White. Yeah. Because especially if John Jones is leading the charge, well, I'll show Dana White that Christians do care. Christians do want to hear about Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, when those two things happen, I texted you guys and was like, hey, I think we have something we have to talk about well, here. 
Well, when the Texas Tech one hit, you go, heck, we might have a whole freaking show now because we were already going to talk about uh, the John Jones and, and Dana White part. But, but then Texas Tech, man, I, I think it's a bad look on Texas Tech. You know, you, you got to be able to allow your coach to coach the players. I mean, it's not like you beat the kid up. And guess what? Water under the bridge. Have you heard any more about it? Nope. No. Zero. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But, baby, come back. We talked about Chris Beard being out there. If I'm the president of Texas Tech, I'm like, hey, Chris. You what, been in love once. But, I mean, you think about it, though. How many coaches are going to want to come to Texas Tech right now? Right. Especially if they're a Christian. Well, not even – so you tell me that I can't – like, I can't coach my players? Like – because he was getting on the kid for not listening, for being uncoachable. I mean, in all honesty, the kid should have been removed from the team. Right. If you really want to get down to it, the kid should have been removed. According to Adam, I would be the perfect uh, candidate because I'm an atheist. Right. So I'm not an atheist. That's what Adam said. Adam's not here to defend himself. That's right. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, good point. Sorry, guys. Beer's in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Mountaineers, <laughs> Pat White. Let's go, Dukies. Steve Slayton. Country road, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, Mount Mama, take me home. <laughs> Country road. <laughs> that, was, that was for you. That's for you, baby. <laughs> that is. The Soggy Bottom Boys. <laughs> that was the front corner corner trio because we're not quartet because you ain't here, jerk. <laughs> jerk. More idiots. You more idiots. I remember trying to watch Ty Ty Washington play basketball. If I had a pen, pretty gold. You just made the list. So if Jerk comes out next week. And start saying you're on the list, Moridian. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He's a fan of the show. <laughs> he did the pen thing a couple of weeks ago. He did brought it back. Yeah, did. did he really? Oh, yeah. And it got it, a huge pop. As soon as he clicked the pen, it got a huge pop. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he just held the pen up in the air, and then he goes, click, click. You just made the list. That's great. Fans lost it. It's, it's great. It yeah. Fantastic. Uh, anywho. So. Hootenanny. Yeah. NFL news. Man, there's been a lot. Derek Carr goes to the Saints. That's a terrible move. It's an awful move. Is it worse for him or worse for them? I think it's worse, worse for, for him. him. Why would you not go to the Jets? Why would you go right. to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Right. I didn't even talk to them. I know. Because they're going to go with Kyle Trask. I, I, and I've said this. I, I, <laughs> yes, they are. I mean, because they released Donovan Smith. Now they – Levante Davis not even going to resign with them. Yeah, had the possibility of not resigning. I don't think he's going to. Uh, kind of and then they're going to move Mike Evans. Are they going to play Kyle Trask so they can tank? And, yeah, and get your boy from I, USC. At this point, they're going into total rebuild mode. But as I've said, if you're going to with any team, if you're going to go into total rebuild mode, as you uh, just said, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it come out of my mouth, I look around with, did I just really say that? Rebuild mode. <laughs> I'm in red I can't. I can't edit that. <laughs> no, it's gonna stay. Uh, if you're gonna go in complete rebuild mode, you have to re like you. You have to sell off yep. everything of value. Mike Evans has to go. I mean, 
you might have to get rid of Chris Godwin too. But anybody that has value that is that is getting up, one thing that might keep might keep Godwin is he is young. So and he's under a very friendly deal, right? So Mike Evans still has several years left on his contract. It was a very expensive deal, uh, probably gone. Uh, you look probably they're gonna they're gonna let Shaq Barrett walk in a year or two. Uh, you're gonna build around Devin White uh, and Joe Tryon Sherlinka. As long as we let Mike Edwards walk, I'm good. Uh, they'll probably be the one guy he resigns. He's a superstar. He's not. He's not a dog. He is a uh, the big dog. Said he a dog. So you got Derek Carr. You got the Ravens that don't know what the heck they're doing with Lamar Jackson. Oh no, they. I, I disagree with you there. They know exactly what they're doing. It's Lamar that doesn't know what he's so, doing. It's because Lamar's representing himself is the reason he doesn't have a deal yet, right? Correct. I, I think he's. I think he's still a chance he's going to get dealt. I think he gets dealt. I, 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 he's going to be smells it, dealt it. He's going to be the first guy the Jets that need to somebody is going to offer him an offer sheet, and the Ravens are not going to be able to uh, match it, and he'll sign that offer sheet and go to the so, team. That's the only person that would be is, that would have done that. Is that the type of Sorry. franchise tag they put on him that he can get offers from yes. other teams? They yes. put the non-exclusive one on him. So that means he he will make $34 million next year. Or Which, which he, is a low number. Right. I mean, because if they put the that, exclusive, Jones it would be $40 million a year. Yeah. So now everyone don't that wants talk, to. Don't you talk about White Vic that way. Not, Danila Vic. Vanilla is white. Thank you. I'm not going to, no, I mean, I'm saying he made $40 million. Good for Vanilla Dick. Good for Daniel Jones. I mean, my goodness. But, but Lamar Jackson making less than him doesn't make any sense at all. So they gave him that deal as basically to then see if somebody will take you. Well, who? Uh, yes. The, the Ravens. They're right. like, here's what we're going to give you. But see if somebody will take you. They're, I mean, they're playing hardball, and I, I don't blame the Ravens. You, the Jets still need a quarterback. You don't think they're going to go get A-Rod? I mean, he has to want to go there. Well, they met today, yesterday. And then you had Shefty say that the, that a trade's been uh, – uh, it, it was for the Carter guy from the Ravens for a seventh round pick. Okay. And then you got – did I see Jimmy Garoppolo in to the Raiders? That's that's what has been talked about, yes. Isn't that kind of stupid? Well, here it is, though. Is it? If you take Garoppolo, you don't have to rush your quarterback in. Right. They're gonna they're gonna draft a quarterback in the first round. You put Jimmy G in front of him for three years. <laughs> Jimmy G's gonna get Trey Lance to get him. He is, he is. And and, and he well, should fully expect that. Jimmy G's to the point in his career where he goes to a team like that and they're gonna draft. He's get he gets a one year deal. Like you're gonna be our guy. You're gonna learn behind you. Maybe a two year deal, but he like I think he could get a three year deal. But I think that third year is gonna be an option. It's gonna be a we can let you go to and not hit our cap very hard. But you know, it, I mean, basically like Carr's deal. You know, we'll give you a good amount of money at this date. But if we don't like you by that time, we'll release you. But it makes sense for him to go there. All they really need is one more wide receiver, and they're pretty darn good. Wide receiver and and defense, and they're pretty darn good. For and then get, they a, can't throw the ball. get a guy like 
I mean, they're looking like Will Levis is may, may go to the Raiders at this point. He's that's, that's not he's a, falling. That's not a bad spot for him to land if, if Josh McDaniels likes him and then, you know, after two or three years, well, take off. Adam was 100% accurate when he said Will Levis should have never attended the combine. He should only have done the pro day at Kentucky. But he didn't do anything at the combine to hurt him. I agree. But I, everything, like, when it's your pro day, you get to fix how everything goes. It doesn't. It, here, I'll tell you what. It didn't matter whether he was there or whether he wasn't there. What mattered was Anthony Richardson was there, and that's all that mattered. Because when he laid out his stats and his specs, everybody went, holy crap. Did you all see, talk about specs, did you all see Stetson Bennett ran the fastest 40 time for a 45 year old quarterback? <laughs> yeah, he's a dog. Did you all see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> but what it immediately made me think did you all, I don't know, did you see the, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if he's a TV star or whatever, but the, the white guy with the gigantic tail. And the mustache, right? Yeah, and the mustache. That was hilarious. Did you not see that? No. Him, him running the 40 in the freaking khaki shorts. Yeah. That are like painted <laughs> on. In khaki shorts. Yes. Wow. Well, it's it's like it's like from the Babylon Bee. Like it like it, it's he's not really an athlete. He's, oh, yeah. It's right. It's like a it's, it's like, like Rich a, Eisen running it. Uh, it's like a spoof. Yeah, but it's hilarious. It, it is good because they're like comparing him to like all of the fastest guys. Like, Can you believe this dude's speed? <laughs> but uh, I mean, Will Evans didn't. I mean, I don't guess he hurt himself, but he didn't do himself any favors at the combine either. Well, I mean, his measurables are are fantastic, yeah. and he and he showed off his arm. I mean, he, he's got a cannon. I mean, that's really for sure. those four guys that we all have talked about are going to go in the first round. We just don't know where at this point. I think they're all going to go in the top ten or twelve picks. I, I think, I, I think, I think you're yes, right. I agree with that. Uh, and, but and, and CJ Stroud is getting slept on. I'm telling you, I agree with that too. And and I think and I, and right I don't now know that I have said it on on this microphone yet, but because you know, we have talked about it uh, outside of this, Bryce Young is going to be a bust. He's 100%. 5'10", 160 pounds. Right. Well, he, there's no way that dude weighed 200 pounds. None. Zero. Yeah. And maybe you, you've seen the episode of Barney a, uh, of Andy Griffith with Barney had the log chain around holding mm-hmm. up his little tag. Maybe he's 200 pounds with a log chain around his neck. <clears throat> but anyways, I think at this point, Bryce Young is going to go first. Yeah. I think Anthony Richardson's probably jumped himself up to second. Second quarterback. I don't know, being number two. And then... Uh, it could be an argument for Will Evans versus Stroud. I don't think the Texans take a quarterback. I'm convinced the Texans will take a defensive player. Man. Because I think they have the same idea as that Tampa might. Yeah. I mean, and I told you talk about Tampa. At this point, we've heard Rodgers potentially to, to the Jets. Right. I don't think Rodgers is back in Green Bay. I think that relationship is severed. I, I, I've said for a long time, him and McClure do not get along. And they, that, that's McClure. Uh, their coach? Doesn't that say it's not McClure? What is it? <laughs> it's not McClure. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It is. I'll bet you a nickel right now it's not McClure. <laughs> 
Uh, Adam's yelling at the radio right now. Tell us what the coach's last name is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Well, Sean, who is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers? Lafleur. Lafleur. I, I was close. You were close. I, I, he said. I, he said McClure, and I, I was put, like, "It's not McClure." That put the C in for the F. McClure. McClure. <laughs> McClure. <laughs> we're just making names up now. We're the listen. We just don't lost be, all credibility. People listen to like, <laughs> "Don't be a more idiot." McClure. They don't get along. So, I I don't think he's in Green Bay. I agree with that. I don't know where he's going to go, but I mean, the Jets are the ones that have to go after him because they have no choice at this point. There's nobody else. Well, the Packers have all but said they're moving forward. Yeah, right. He Agreed. looks, he would look good in crimson and pewter. I mean, you know, you got to follow up. <laughs> it's Arthur. been rumored, but I mean, do you really want to go if you're Tampa Bay and you're going to be in rebuild mode? You you well, don't want Rodgers. Here's the thing, though, they still have their players under contract for another year or two. All their key players, so the window to win. It's still open. Who they who they have let go currently has not is not going to hurt that. Team. So far, they've let they've let uh, they've they've cut uh, Leonard Fournette, right. or or if they haven't, they're going to. Not he's gone. No big loss. And they've cut Donovan Smith. They've 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 let him go. And they they which, can they can get an O tackle in the which which I mean is your is your Iron Man left tackle who started basically every game for the last eight or nine seasons. But he also is probably the most penalized offensive lineman in all of football. So, I mean, they could go first round offensive lineman and be fine. Anytime there's a flag thrown on offense, I automatically always assume it's Donovan Smith. Now, the Levante David thing, that's a little bit more concerning. Is it, though? I mean, he's he's a – I mean, he did say that doesn't mean that we – I'm not coming back to Tampa but he wanted to just see what his options are. I mean, Shaq Barrett will be back after the season starts. You still got Devin White, who's a, who's a better Levante David. Or, and then you got Joe Tryon, Shirlinka. I like saying his last name. Shirlinka, who is a monster. I think they'll be okay with that. But I go back to the window's still open. And, I mean, it's not like the NFC South is a juggernaut. I mean, Tampa won the division this year with right. a losing record. Right. And I mean, even the, project, the the projections with Derek Carr in in the in New Orleans. I've already like, told, I've already told you all he's going to go seven and ten. Well, like I've seen seven and ten. I've seen like eight and not like. I feel eight. like that he should have went to the Panthers with Frank Wright. I, I think that would have been a good. That would have been him. a better fit. Jets would have been. Their, their defense is amazing. I, I don't understand what it is about the Jets. But here's the thing. I've seen a lot of people that think New Orleans has an elite defense. They may be watching a different New Orleans team than I have. They don't have the defense that the Jets or the Panthers have. Correct. I, I would say that New Orleans has a good defense. Right, yeah. I don't know that I would say they have an elite defense. I agree with that. Last year they did. Or, I mean, not this past year, but the, the year before because – you know that was they beat Tom Brady twice that year. Right, it was the only team they could beat. Right, but he beat them both times this year. But so, I think that Tampa still has time if they want to take a chance on an Aaron Rodgers, or maybe even 
move some money around and shift some things around and maybe try to go get a Lamar Jackson. Does Tampa have the the draft capital to the draft capable the draft capital to do that? I mean, because it's going to take at least two first round picks. I mean, it would be this this year and next year's first round. It, pick. It's yeah. an automatic. If you if he signs the offer sheet, it's an automatic two first rounders. Um, so you know they'll have to. Oh, you're up. talking about uh, Lamar? If Lamar, well, I'm signs talking about. Uh, I'm talking about in. Uh, oh, you talk about Rogers. Rogers as well. I mean, they're going to have to give up at least at least one, if not two. I mean, they draft 19th this year. You know, is that enough with like the second round next year? Or you know, like is that enough to get Rogers? I don't know. Um, the biggest thing for them is money when it comes to names like Aaron Rodgers and uh, Lamar Jackson. They're going to have to restructure a lot of deals yeah. because well, they wasn't paying Tom Brady fifty million dollars a year. No, 30, no. They, I think I think he ended up right around right around thirty, uh, which is more money than he got in a single season at any point in his career. Yeah. Uh, but also that was that was fully guaranteed. The contract they signed him to two years ago, three years ago, it was fully guaranteed. So like he got his money whether he played or not. Yeah. Um, the problem also is they they did one of those situations where they bet against the they bet against the future basically, and now they're going to have to start paying for that. Like, right. like they took hits for later on. They're going to start paying for that. Ultimately, I think they either roll with Kyle Trask or, God help me, they go with a guy like Baker Mayfield. No. Like that, that that's sickening. Yeah. Um, Interesting. The best thing that could happen would be Baker could hurt if he came to Tampa. I'm sorry. I mean, do you want to trade Kyle Trask? Do I want to trade Kyle Trask? I mean, for the right price, I'd be fine with it. Give yeah, Carson wins for him right I, now. <laughs> I gave you Carson Wentz. You're welcome. And Taylor uh, Taylor Heineken. Yeah, well, um, I, mean, I, I didn't offer him. He's good. <laughs> I, I, Adam offered me a fifth-round pick in the rookie draft this year. I was like, no, you're crazy. So, you say for – I give you a fourth. Maybe a third. We might be on the same page there. He said he'd like a second better. i tell you who you, who you can get for a second. You already know who that is. I've already offered it to you. You said not yet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in him. He doesn't want Jamal Williams. That's exactly what we're talking about. I know. Not for a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. I've mocked draft a few times. We're talking about stupid fantasy football. Give more That's not stupid. It is stupid. Let's talk about fantasy sports for a second. No! Because I'm so terrible so, in freaking fantasy NASCAR. So we're getting ready to have our fantasy baseball draft, not this Saturday, but next. And by the way. And uh, and, and somebody offered me a trade today. They did, and you accepted it. And I accepted it. And within minutes, I mean minutes. Damaged goods. <laughs> Carlos, I you know what you should have Spencer Torkelson for Carlos Rodon. And I, swear, I thought, you know what? Okay, that gives me an, a, another good arm. On the Yankees, because I am going to take Garrett Cole for the second red on the on the second pick. Second Rick. Rick and Rick, Rick and Rick. And within 15 minutes. Oh, he's out. You know what you should have done? He's probably out with the, maybe all of it. Return to sender. <laughs> Address unknown. Hey, first of all, I told him, he, he sends me a text. He goes, did you know this? I'm like, No. I said, I'm too busy. I didn't even, I just gave you who you asked for, Trey. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a shot below the belt. <laughs> Golly, take my heart out. And 
But I did offer other pieces if he wanted them. And he goes, no, I'll just write it out. I did. So, wait a minute. You were offering pieces on top of what you No, I, I'm not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to do multiple deals. No, not, not, not in the offseason. That's because Dennis won't allow that. That's, a, that's the Dennis rule. Danny, Danny, Danny. Dennis. So, Sean texted me last night and said, hey, did you know about the trade that Wes and I are talking about? And I didn't answer. So we were talking this morning, and I said, he said, hey, I sent you a text. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've talked to Wes about this trade. And he I, goes, you mean the Spencer Torkelson? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I told you, when you shot me the list, I said, well, these are the guys he's not going to trade. He's not going to trade Valdez. I, I feel confident he's not going to trade Cortez. And uh, Sean, who did you tell him that you weren't going to trade? I was not going to trade Valdez or Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, anybody that plays fantasy sports with Sean, if you're interested in if Sean will accept the trade or not, just contact me. I pretty well know how Sean trades. <laughs> I told him that, and maybe you're just my uh, <laughs> trade broker. Yeah, maybe you're just my trade broker because it's like everybody – Seems to talk to him about my possible trades, and he knows exactly what I'm thinking. Before pretty, pretty spot on. Uh, but I did tell you in that deal when we talked about it, and I told I told Sean this morning. I told you I would probably have taken Tristan McKenzie. You did. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about McKenzie, and I think he's going to be good. Um, I think he could get where Rodon is. He's a tenth round pick without a contract on him, which means. Depending on what kind of contract on it, you know, it would cost me either one round or probably with as young as he is, it would cost me two rounds. Four, three year cost me one round or two rounds. I think the maximum is two rounds on anything. Gotcha. So an eighth round pick, I don't know. Here's the thing: he, I feel confident he probably would go before that, uh, especially in this league. Not right. in, not not in a redraft league, but in, but in this league, he, he, he would have. But I, but I totally understand that. And I told you, Car- Carlos Rodon is going to get you a lot of strikeouts. He'll end up the season with, you know, 187 strikeouts. But only like six quality three starts. Three quality starts. <laughs> because, and he, like, when I when I had him, because I told you, I, t- I, I, I traded him to Sean after Sean traded him to me the, the, the year before. Uh, he would go out, you'd be watching the game and be like, this dude is through four innings has twelve strikeouts. Yeah, and then he just wouldn't come back out for the fifth. It's like, what in the world is going on? You got a got a no hitter through four. He's throwing eighty seven pitches. What? You're not even letting him get to a hundred. Yeah, that's just baseball in general and more. Yes, which which is why that's another topic for another well, day. But that's, a, that's we have tried for a long time to get rid of quality starts. <laughs> right. Well, we uh, like I wound up changing my whole. I changed three positions on my keeper list today. You know, keepers are due like today as when the, in, the, when the show drops. Um, I went and I dropped Robbie Ray. I traded Ron, Rodon and I dropped Eloy Jimenez and I kept Spencer Torkelson and I kept Tristan McKenzie on a one year deal and I kept uh, Brady Singer on a three year deal. That makes sense. By the way, the crazy idea that I had for Adam's team that I talked to you about. Yes. I called Adam and he was like, do you really think I should? And I was like, I think you should. Yeah. 
And today, he uh, he texted me. He's like, I'm going to do that. So he's going to swap, put Michael Harris on a star, yep. put Bo on a four, and move Mookie to a three. Yep. yep. I told him I thought it was good to move, too. I completely understand. That might be one of the most unknown trades. I mean, he just, like, we did their trade last year, and he goes, Man, I I do that trade. He said, "Would you just throw Harris?" I said, "I said I would really like Michael Harris." And at that time, Michael Harris, three or four home runs. He was, he playing. was playing okay. He was batting in the nine hole. Well, you know, and Acuna was out that time. Yeah, and we thought, well, when Acuna comes back, right. probably gonna his you know his playing time is gonna he's gonna see a decrease in that. He was he was batting in the nine hole. I mean. Nothing on paper looked like Michael Harris was going to start this season as a top 20 player. Right. So, I mean, I hate that I traded him away, but when I traded him, the player that he is now did not exist. Let's talk about how the Blake Shelton finger point here. This guy was GMing hard last year. G- you come up with that word again? I was GMing. GMing. <laughs> yeah, and then you gave your team away. Well, but I also said that I wasn't going to give it up to no limp noodle, like like some guy that was just wanting to come into the league. I wouldn't have gave. I would have only given my team up to probably either Adam or Wes. Like I'm not yeah. because I know that they're going to play. They're not going to just jack around with it. But that's what she said. <laughs> what about the fact that Adam jealously got himself into the league? He got so mad because I offered a spot to Wes last year instead of him. After he had already said that he did not want to play fantasy baseball, that. yeah, because you know it's it's too much. He said, and then he could not wait to take your team over so he could play fantasy baseball. Well, of course, who wouldn't want to take over love, his team? Goodness gracious! It's easy to say it. Wait until the end of the season when it's beating the snot out of you, yeah, and then you got to roll right into fantasy football season. See if you but, stick with it. Then. But talk about Neil will be back in the league next year. That'll be like you have your team back. I don't think so. I did, by the way. I'm still, I guess, a co-owner on his team because I got an email notification that you're all <laughs> traded with through. <laughs> but uh, going in off the based off the top 300 on CBS, I traded for three of the top 21 players going come into this year, and four of the top 36. That's nuts. And if you think about it, how many top 25 players did you give away in return? One. And who was that? Garrett Cole. Yeah. And I returned Mookie Betts, which what are, now uh, I think is Aaron Otto. Because you traded Aaron Otto for Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper straight up. Yeah. I don't know if Aaron Otto's in the top 20 or not. Bryce Harper on CBS is 115. Yeah. Bryce Harper's way down there. It's kind of shocking on all lists. Yeah. He's way down. He's in the hundreds. Interesting. The defending NL MVP. Right. Who only just crushed the ball last year with an elbow injury. Right. Why? <laughs> Somehow we managed to go from NFL news to straight into baseball. Well, I mean, you know, it does ha- it does start in two weeks. Yeah. So, you know, so, it's 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 upon us. Yeah. Two in two two weeks from this show will be our baseball preview show. No Arenado on top three hundred is twenty sixth. Okay. So I, I had to give away two. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. Two top 30 players. Well, he's actually ranked higher than Garrett Cole in the ESP, or in the CBS Top 300. Garrett Cole is 29th. Arenado is 26th. Interesting. Maybe. I need to think about my number two pick. 
No, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. So, all right, are we uh, ready to roll for topic? Roll for topic. Are we going to do both of them again? I mean, we can. It's our show. We do whatever the heck we want to. That's right. We got time. All right, are we ready? I was born ready, baby. Number 12. Number? Number 12 is, what is your favorite guilty pleasure song? I can tell you right off the top of my head what mine is right now. Uh, oh, you know what? What do yeah. you What do you Let's, mean by guilty pleasure? The song that you don't want anybody to hear that you really like. <laughs> okay, I, I, and I'm I've got you, two of them, but I, I I know I know the one, and I'm going to tell you mine right now. Are you going to play it? I'm going to play it. I can't play that. See, you couldn't stop singing. Am I gonna fit in? For the first time, and I see a Hollywood sign. Crazy. Everybody's so famous. Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA. Okay, so it's funny you say that. I would have went a different direction. Because I love Miley Cyrus the Clown. It's kind of a good one. I, I like the flowers song. But it's kind of a good one. Instead Or it came in like a wrecking ball. I went with this one. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just waiting for this girl to bring my daughter back. They went to the ball or something. Hold on, do y'all know yet? Reggie Ray. Baltimore? Who's gonna fly in the Baltimore? Ah, Dre, Cisco, sis. Well, Dre, right. I really like this song. <laughs> that so that's that's the song that embarrassed. Like I don't want anybody to know that I like because it's stupid. It's a stupid song. <laughs> this one's mine. Real name, no gimmicks. Is that the radio edit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. And I also like Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. I know the whole song. I don't know that that's, I don't know that's, I would blast that in my car. I, and I wouldn't be ashamed of it. I don't blast the phone song. No, I would not. I, if I'm brought none. I mean, if I'm going to embarrass my daughter, if I'm going to embarrass my daughter, I will 100% turn up a party in the USA and just be like, hey, everybody's on. looking so famous. Get in the car. Come on, we got to go. I came in like a wrecking ball. Right, right, right. So I, I want one of those like Bluetooth microphones, like the, the carpool karaoke, just so I can embarrass my kids. I don't think that. Just get you a Just get you a bullhorn. <laughs> Scholar, Scholar, you need to get to the car right now, Scholar. All right, what's number what's number twelve on your list? 
Would you rather be able to control time or be able to know what other people are thinking? Mm. Man, it's so deep. My first initial. She said. (laughs) No, she didn't. She never said that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) My, My first initial thought is control time. Okay. I mean, <laughs> although it would be really nice to know what my wife was thinking at times. But would you want to know? <laughs> hey, now think about it. If you could if you could know what your wife was thinking, how much better would your marriage be? It's like I need to remove that hammer. I would mess it up because I'd be like, I know, I know, before you say anything, I know. And they'd be like and eventually after about four or five times they'd be like what can you do? I know you can do it. There was a movie about that. What women, what women want, wasn't it? Uh, Mel, oh, yeah. Gip, Mel Gibson and yeah, Helen yeah, Hunt. Yeah. What women want. He could read her mind. Yeah. Um, it didn't play out very well in that movie. Because right. <laughs> he screwed it up. I would have to probably be able to control time. Because there would be times that if I could control time and turn it back about 15 minutes and be like, no, 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 that was dumb. That was dumb! Right. And, and go back. Yeah. I tend to agree as well. If I, I could think, control time, I could get rid of at least two car wrecks. If I could turn back time, <laughs> if I could turn away. I also think I would I would control time. Because yeah. as you said, we, and I pointed to both of you, like the people that are listening know that what I did. <laughs> Um, when I inevitably did something stupid, I could be like, that was really dumb. And I would Rewind. just I would be like, yeah, yeah, I'd pull the Zach Morris time out and I would yes. go backwards and I would, then when time went forward again, I would fix said stupid thing. <laughs> so you may not have a big bruise on your arm. That's true. And listen, <laughs> that's like, I'm telling you, I bet if I went and got this x-ray, there is a fracture. Right there, it's 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 spinal. <laughs> I broke my back. <laughs> it's spinal. Does anybody know who that is? No. Mike Tyson. You didn't ever hear that Mike Tyson bit. Whenever he got interviewed, he's like, "I was hurt," and they're like, "Mike, what's wrong?" He's like, "My back. My back is broken." You gotta talk a little higher. It, it, my, it's my back. My back. My is, back is broken. Well, I don't have a list either. But uh, they said they said, "Oh, it's, what's wrong?" And he goes. It's spinal. It's spinal. I don't know what you want me to do. It's spinal. And the guy just looks at him like, all right. <laughs> so, I know my stuff. So, but I I think here's the problem with knowing what other people are thinking. Think about all the noise yes. that would be all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Hearing everybody's prayers. Just caught this just. I mean, you're constantly constantly in here. I mean, because I'm one of the few people probably that there's oftentimes I'm not thinking anything. I actually, (laughs) I kind of assumed you'd be able to like, like concentrate, like look at you and like, okay, now I know what I'm saying. See, but I see it. I don't know that I'd want to be in your brain to be honest with you though, Neil. Most people wouldn't want to, but there's a lot of times like, people are like, oh, what's, what's on your mind? Nothing. <laughs> like they're like you're not thinking about anything. Be sitting here, Billy. Like, you just no. Look, just if you had an inner picture, it'd just be a cricket sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why 
is it so quiet in here? Why can't I hear anything? <laughs> well, and my wife the other day, we were having a conversation. She was like, do you have an inner voice that you hear? And I was like, no. Do you, do you all have like an inner voice that you hear? No. No. Wes, like, Wes says that with trepidation. Right, like no. that, he has an inner voice. His voice is her Shelly. Her name is Sally. <laughs> no. I think it's, her name is Shelly. <laughs> Wes, get in there and you clean that better. <laughs> but like I don't, I don't have an inner like I, like I literally. Hey, if I had an inner voice, it'd probably keep me out of more trouble. <laughs> it might, but like I just, but then I, I've, I've texted you all before. It's like, so I woke up at three o'clock last night and I couldn't go back to sleep because I thought about what would happen if Hulk Hogan had a turned heel in nineteen ninety two. What was it you? What was it you were saying earlier? There was something that you said that you were thinking about it last night that kept you. I can't remember. What Shoney's wasn't it? No, it wasn't Shoney's. Mo, we talked about Mo earlier. Right. That's what kept me. Yeah, but I, I thought you said something about it earlier when we were talking. Maybe about Survivor or something. I don't know. So those are that, that's a great segment. <clears throat> What's what that? You can finish whole that segment. Thing. You can finish that. This is a great show. Wes is just like, that was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can't I, do dog and week. I, I think that Adam and I need to make lists too because I mean, it goes pretty quick. So. She said. <laughs> I, I was fully not expecting that one. And that, That's may, what have she been, said. that may have been the best one ever. <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> That's what she said. No, she never said that. <laughs> right. I can't breathe. No, not that, say that either. Have you seen me? I'm kind of a big guy. <laughs> no, we're on radio. <laughs> Nobody's seen you. She definitely, she definitely has said, I can't breathe. <laughs> and and then you removed the pillow. Well, I, I guess we just lost all of my followers. <laughs> so, Why do you have a pillow over my head? So, it's okay. Just go back to sleep. Funny story. I think it's hilarious. My wife did not. Uh, she is into like murder podcasts, murder mystery podcasts. And she, of course, is an at-home baker. And uh, she listens to them late at night because she's typically, you know, when she has big orders, she's typically working later at night. And she came to bed one night and it was already dark. And uh, she just laid down and <laughs> covered up. And I was turning the other way. And I roll over and I have my hand cupped. And I put it over her face and I said, Does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> she she was not able to sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> I'm just gonna get up and bake you more. It's actually odorless, so <laughs> not that I know. I don't need it either, so all right then. Well, uh, well, I'm just any, waiting for the. Do we have any wrestling topics to talk about this week? Are you kidding? Do you know who I am? <laughs> well, everybody that uh, doesn't want to talk about wrestling, we will uh, talk to you all next week. Stay talk safe, friends. Stay safe, friends. And cut the wrestling inside. Welcome back, you more idiots. <laughs> hey. uh have y'all seen this new guy on uh, social media? The, Breaking uh, news: the, the the corner, the corner, the corner, uh, the C two C wrestling insider. Yeah. I have seen this guy. He has got some 
fantastic point of view. I was reading the other day one of his topics, and he said, "I don't." He said that uh, people inside the WWE are saying that with the King of the Ring coming up, they can confirm Sami Zayn will not win the King of the Ring, which I found kind of shocking. I don't know that there's any hotter wrestler. But, I mean, it makes sense. They're going to go after the tag belt. So, why is he that not going to win King of the Ring? That is true. And we, we, we don't know what the prize is going to be for the King of the Ring. You get, you know, you get all these people who are like, yeah, well, you know, they're going to get a world title shot. Well, that's only happened one time. Right. And that was in 02 when Brock Lesnar won. But, you know, they typically did get, you know, main event slots at SummerSlam. But the first couple people that won the King of the Ring were Bret Hart, who was a main event wrestler anyway. And then they had the, uh, you know, the atrocity that was King Mabel, who was terrible, and he fractured the Undertaker's orbital socket. I mean, it's never really been a big deal. Stone Cold Tournament, there really wasn't anybody in that tournament. The the first year that Bret Hart won was the best King of the Ring. Yeah. But since then, it's just been it's just been somebody that wants to play a role. We like, had like had King Bar- Booker. Now that fit. Yeah, King you had uh, you had Baron Corbin win a couple of years ago. Last Fair. year was Xavier Woods. Well, I think it was actually a couple of years ago. Xavier Woods. I think it was. I think it was two. They do. It, Who was it last year? They didn't do it last year. The right. They didn't. They no. did. I, they did. The, they crowned the queen of the ring, uh, and that was Zelina Vega. Vega. Terrible. But they did not do the King of the last year. But I found that kind of shocking that they didn't think that he doesn't think Sammy's going to win the King of the Ring. But I mean, you did say they're going to go after the uh, tag team belts. Perhaps they win that. Uh, but I just figured him being as hot as he is, maybe Sammy Zayn might be the person. So that if they that. do King of the Ring, who do you think they win? I have a I have a suspicion. It depends, man. I don't know. It needs to be L.A. Knight. See, I think L.A. Knight needs to win the Money in the Bank. Wait a minute. I thought you said you needed. I thought. I thought. I thought I saw the insider say that they thought that Theory should win Money in the Bank and get that back because no, he has. No, 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 no. He has shown up. If now. you just listen to what the insider actually said, he said people inside WWE were saying they thought Austin Theory should win Money in the Bank again because he would be ready. This time for the main event push that he was not ready for last time. Right. Because they assume that he's going to come off of a huge victory over uh, John Cena. Which he's John going Gina. to. John Cena. John Cena. Because. But he, I do think that the Money in the Bank briefcase with LA Knight would be really good. Okay. But I'm going to be honest with you. Until if Roman Reigns doesn't lose the belts, the Money in the Bank briefcase is useless. Roman Reigns. Breaking news coming out of the WWE. Roman Reigns is not going to lose the belt at WrestleMania. I agree. It's already, uh, it's already being leaked. Of course, you know, the way this WWE's ran, there's been less leakage. That's a terrible, that's a terrible wording, <laughs> but that the main event for the Backlash, is that going to be in Puerto Rico? Vince yeah. leaked all the time. <laughs> because he's 80. <laughs> he has to wear the pins. But uh, at Backlash, the main event is going to, the two proposed main events is either Roman, Cody, Seth right. for a, the belts or a belt, 
or Bloodline versus Cody, Sammy, KO. So, for nothing. For, for, for bragging rights or bragging rights, which is boring. If that happens, then even the Usos don't lose their mouths at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Back to the King Ring. I think Seth Rollins should be King Ring. I think he would uh, take that role and run with it. He could. He could. Are they going to do the whole tournament? It's in. It's it's. It seems like that's going to be like. I don't know that it'll be the whole tournament, but I would expect because it's going to be the men's and women's the same night. Yeah. I would expect to see at least the semifinal matchups and then the final. I would. I mean, I would hope that if you're going to do it, you at least get it down to the last last four or both of them. What about the women? Who, who, who's winning that one? <clears throat> Bailey. Does anybody really care? No. Because they've kind of dropped the ball. That's what I'm saying. I don't even. Division. I don't even. I don't even think that the king of the ring matters. In all honesty, but they haven't given us a reason for it to matter. And because, as Wes said, they've turned the king of the ring winners into jokes. Oh, yeah, a role, just yeah. Like it's it's a it it's a thing. It's a prop. Yeah. Of course, if you go back and look, it really never has meant anything. Yeah, it's just. The only you said it well. Go, King Booker was the only one that ever made it worth anything, right? And that's that was more on Booker T than it was anything else. Yeah, King Booker. Yeah, he that was that was one of his better works, especially with Queen Shamed. Right. So, well, we are getting ready. I mean, it's it. Sean and I have oftentimes said we're getting ready to go into prime WWE season. So, uh, there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they're going to have to pick the pace up off. I mean, we're I looking, agree. we're looking at three weeks out of WrestleMania. I, I do think we're going to speed up. And I know I'm alone on this. I still think that Cody Rhodes is going to win the title that night. I do not. As, and, as, I, and I know we've talked about it a lot. It's just, I tend to look at it as the way they're, the way they're building it. That he's so unbeatable, Roman. I, I it doesn't it doesn't make sense to not have Roman lose the first time at anywhere else other than WrestleMania. The the only way I think the only way that he will do that is if he wants to take his break then and not work another four months to SummerSlam because he's going to take a long break. Roman's going to leave for a while. Well, I mean, people have said that, you know, I, I didn't get this from the C2C insider, but I have heard that after after WrestleMania, Roman's going to take a break. Well, he is like, and he's one of the wrestlers that is, is already down to work the backlash pay-per-view in right. Puerto Rico. Right. So he's not leaving after WrestleMania. Yeah. Subjects and cards are subject to change. They are, but at this point, if Cody doesn't beat Roman at WrestleMania, the only person I think that can is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I, I just can't, I, I'm really surprised that they haven't involved The Rock, and I guess it it, it kind of comes down to where I don't think The Rock wants to come back. Well, I think he does, but he wants like. 
The Rock, when he comes back, wants to be able to be committed to whatever that time frame that he's back. Two, three months. And I don't think he can commit to that. No, because he does 18 movies a year. Right. I mean, can they make a movie without The Rock now? I mean, it's almost impossible. So, I do think... He's he's playing Michael Jordan in the new Air movie, right? Because he's in that... I mean, he's got to be, right? He's got to be. I mean, they're, they're almost dead ringers. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So, I would expect over the next couple of weeks us to really have a lot more wrestling topics to talk about. But, I mean, this uh, this C2C insider, I don't know who his inside sources are, but he's been dropping some pretty good knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Be on the lookout on Twitter. Twitter. Tweetly. Leap. All right, you guys got anything else? I think I'm tapped out. John Jones. Right. Well, no, I don't guess I did. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we have enjoyed it as always. Be sure to tune in tomorrow night. We are going to go live on the YouTubes. And we're going to do a live reaction show to the um, uh, selection show, the NCAA tournament. Words are hard. Yeah, they are. Be on the lookout also for our bracket challenge for our sports movie bracket. Yep, challenge that that will be uh, that will be out there, and um, oh, and also the NCAA pool challenge. That link's going out there. That link that, is out there. I thought that's what you were talking about. You're oh, talking about our movie. I'm bracket. talking about the sports movie. Look for that bracket. Man, I tell you what, that is going to be that's going to be fun. It is. Hey, let's talk about the little giants came to play, baby. That one shocked me a little bit. I'm telling you, it's good. And Coach Carter too. Coach Carter pulled a ton of votes. So I can't wait till we unveil the Sweet 16 of our sports movies. I know, I know. So, all right, guys. Well. Uh, it's fun as always, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Stay safe, friends. The Moco Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.